0: G'day guys and welcome to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. Today's episode, we're having a little break from our fast fat loss strategies. I feel like I I need a little bit of a break from just talking about fat loss in isolation. I enjoy fat loss and I know a lot of you do too. Obviously, it's extremely popular. That's why we have a massive fitness industry and stuff like that. But today I wanted to talk about creatine. Now, You know, when I do Q&As on social media, on Instagram, I put up Q&A box. Probably the most asked thing in the last four years of doing Instagram and Q&As is around supplementation and more specifically creatine. The amount of questions I get about creatine is just out of this world. And it's funny because, you know, I'm, 34 now and i've been training since i was like 14 15 and even then creatine was a thing and when i was young and 17 18 people were talking about creatine and i was like oh wow creatine and it's this amazing thing and you kind of thought it was like a steroid when you were young and and even though we didn't have the education like i i do now it was kind of seen this 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 amazing thing of this life-changing thing and if you got creatine you're going to look like Ronnie Coleman or Jay Cutler on the massive bodybuilders and stuff like that. And obviously that wasn't the case with just being a, a supplement, not a steroid and stuff like that. But these days you're still getting a lot of, I think, misinformation around creatine, a lot of confusion, a lot of, a lot of, I guess, myths about creatine. And one of the things is, I always like to say this. I often go on podcasts lately. I've been on a lot of podcasts and I often like to say that, you know, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. You know, people love their, love their extremes. They love kind of being really one side and often the truth lies somewhere in the middle. It's not always at, at extremes for most things in the fitness industry. And I think that really is the fact with creatine. So, We will break down a a few real kind of key points. Today's episode, I want you to, the way I always think about a podcast is because the way I used to learn, right? So I want to tell you guys a little story, actually, before I get started. For me, I know a lot of people tell me they love my education and, you know, I make it easily digestible, easy to learn. And that's always, to me, the mark of kind of what I want to be able to do if you can't explain something simply to someone they used to say well you don't know it and that's true in some ways but also some people are just super smart and they're just so smart they struggle to really dumb things down for you know just your everyday audience and i've been to so many courses and seminars where i've learned from just absolute brilliant coaches and brilliant people and You went there so excited and you knew what they were saying was so smart, but then you'd walk away being like, I don't know what I learned. Like, I don't think I got better. I'm just more confused. And that's not what I want with my podcast and with my education in general. I want to talk on topics that when you hear it, you go, "Uh uh-huh. Oh, wow. That makes sense. I want you to be able to go. I get it. And I always kind of say the mark of kind of a good education or a good podcast or in when someone watches my posts, I want someone who like my mum, I always joke about my mum, who's obviously non- to fitness. Um, I want someone like that to be able to watch my posts or listen to my podcast and be like, wow, like I get that. That makes sense. You know, someone without a fitness background, but be able to make a complex topic simple. And you know, it's good when you can kind of walk away and go, Hey, to my partner or, my family member or my friend, I heard this and blah, 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 blah. So that's kind of my goal with today's episode. And so simple kind of takeaways so that you can get a bit more clarity around creatine. Now, before we get started, as always, guys, please leave a five-star review rating. Um, When you leave a five-star rating, again, it just helps tremendously. I know I always say it, but if you're listening, Please just go to your phone and press either on Apple or Spotify, a five-star rating. And then if you can also leave a review, even just a sentence or two, it just really allows people to who are new to the podcast know that, you know, it's legit and I'm putting out quality information, quality education. My goal is to help people. And obviously, the more people who are aware of it, the more people I can help. So if you guys can just help me out by taking that, you know, 10 seconds just to leave a five-star rating and a review. It means the world to me. And also, as always, so many of you keep sharing my podcast each week to your Instagram audience, and honestly, I cannot thank you enough. It does help more than you know. Now my podcast has gone number one in, I think, 10 different countries around the world in the fitness category of podcasts. And I often post on social media, and people. I hope people don't interpret interpret it as, oh, man, this guy thinks he's amazing because – if anyone knows me, I, I I think the furthest thing from that, often I think very non-flattering things most of the time, but I generally kind of post it because I'm just always just blown away that I have so many people listening to me. You know, I used to, I used to joke, not joke, actually. I used to say that well, when I tell stories about my past is that, you know, for the first couple of years, I, I applied for a five, six gyms where I lived and all five I think five, I can't remember. Let's say we'll go with six. All six gyms actually said no. They didn't want me to um, go on as a coach. There wasn't room or whatever, even though there was endless room. So it's kind of funny that no gym wanted me. I couldn't get a break anywhere. And now, you know, you got a podcast that's gone number one in countries all over the world and, you know, kind of do what I do. So it's always just a really cool feeling. Now, with that, guys, sorry, a little bit of a rant now. I'm just going to have a drink of my V. and now let's get started guys so creatine i don't want to kind of get into the nitty-gritty kind of sciencey kind of stuff around it because a it's not my expertise of the biochemistry of things nor does my audience really care but really simply guys creatine basically is a way to help your body produce more energy and we produce that energy in what we call atp now atp is going to be important because we need that energy production it's just like when we think about calories we want calories for energy but creatine is going to specifically really help with that adenosine triphosphate or what we call ATP and this is really going to be useful especially on exercises where rep ranges are lower or more explosive types of works that's why it's really useful creatine for getting stronger particularly on lower rep ranges it's really really useful so with creatine people often i find it funny i see people like oh creatine like you don't need it. it's not natural and stuff like that well actually creatine is actually found in your animal products like fish um red meats and so on so people who are eating those foods are already getting substantial amount of creatine but there's still level again of dosage that you can optimize to help with training so can you get enough creatine from just animal meats you could get a good amount but normally around we'll we'll get into dosage but normally again supplementing with creatine is going to probably be the easiest way and also the most cost effective way because obviously eating a lot of red meats and fish and stuff like that it's expensive especially these days with the way the world is with inflation so for a lot of people strung with financial resources it, it sounds funny, but actually supplementing with creatine is probably actually going to be cheaper than, you know, eating lots of high quality cuts of red meat and things like that. Now, what does creatine do? So as I said, it's going to help with um, energy production. So what does that look like? Think of trying to do, say, 100 kilo squat and you can get five reps for 100 kilos. So with creatine... Potentially, what it can do is help you over time, just like anything, but over time, it can potentially help you be able to do more reps of that weight. So you might be able to then turn that 100 kilos squat for five into 100 kilos for six reps or seven reps or even eight reps. Now, is doing an extra two, three reps of a weight massive? No, it's not like steroids. It's not like, say... On steroids, where you see bodybuilders, they do like, say, 100 kilos for five, and then they take steroids and they're doing 150 kilos for 10. Like, it's not that, but it's still going to be very noticeable and useful improvements. Likewise, let's say you can do 100 kilos for five reps. Now, maybe after using creatine for a couple of months, you can do 110 for five. So you've, it's little incre- increments, but those things add up. Remember, if you're always adding a couple of kilos to the bar on your squat every couple of months, over two, three years, it's going to add up. So it's only going to help work in synergy with great training, great diet, high quality training program, preferably from Coach Mark Carroll, but it's going to work as a part of that full full picture of doing everything you can to tick the boxes. Now, with creatine, though, the supplement inter- industry is pretty interesting. There's endless amounts of stuff out there these days because it's literally like a billion upon billion upon billions dollar industry. But the funny thing is the majority of the supplements out there are not all that science-based or even really proven to do anything. Whereas the cool thing with creatine, it's one of the most researched supplements of all time, like beyond insane amounts of research. And every single time overwhelmingly, it shows that creatine works. It's beneficial. It will add, help you add weight to the bar. It will help you improve. So why does that matter? Because it's nice to know that what you're spending money on will actually allow you to get value for your money And the other good thing with creatine is it's also very, very cheap. So it comes in powder or tablet form, but it's actually really, really cheap. So I think a tub of creatine might be like 30, 40 bucks and could last you literally three, six months or something like that, um, depending on the brand and the size. So it's something cost-effective. So what I want to chat about, though, is just a few of the common things you kind of get told with creatine. Number one is creatine causes you to be bloated and add water weight. So a big fear is that when you take creatine, especially for women, it's, oh my God, I'm going to look fatter, they say. I'm going to look bloated. My legs are going to look bigger. My um, waist is going to look bigger. My arms are going to look bigger, etc. And firstly, this is a myth. And then secondly, it's... There's kind of details to being bloated, and often it's not what you think. So, for example, when we, alright I'll, I'll try to explain it really simply. So, when you have creatine, the powder, it goes. Ideally, what we want to do is it goes, it it goes into your muscle cells, and when you have it go into your muscle cells to do this, it also helps. It does this by having water being pulled into that muscle cell. So basically, what happens is more water gets stored into your muscle, okay? So we actually do have more water retention, yes. But the big thing is, this is what we call intracellular water retention. So that water retention is within the muscle cell. This is not what makes you look bloated. So intracellular water retention, so water within that muscle cell, is a great thing. This is what you want. And the best way to think of it is when you're looking at your muscles, a muscle that's really pumped and tight, you know, when you're training your muscle, you're training and your muscle feels so pumped, your glutes or guys are training your guns and they, that muscle's so full of blood. It doesn't look soft, does it? No, when it's filled with blood, that muscle looks hard, it looks strong, it looks full, it looks round. It's a great thing, right? That muscle has got a lot of blood flow coming to it, so it's, it's basically making it expand. When you're lifting your intracellular water retention, what happens again? It's again pulling water into the muscle, so it's actually making that muscle look tighter, Think of like a water balloon, right? I like this really analogy. You know, a water balloon, you throw it at your friends. That balloon is when there's no water in it, it's really soft and obviously small and you can stretch it and do whatever with it. But then when you think of it like a muscle, so when there's no water in it, your muscle again, it's really flat. That's why when you do things like keto, your muscles often feel really flat because they're not getting the carbohydrates in it. So when you have that water balloon and you pour water into the water balloon, what happens is it expands and the the plastic or the water balloon becomes really tight. It's hard because it's filled with water. It doesn't look soft anymore. It's full. It's tight. So that's kind of like a hydrated muscle. So with creatine, creatine is actually just doing this. It's actually pulling water into the muscle cell, which is a good thing. So does creatine cause bloating no not exactly so what do i mean by this because this process of water within the muscle so intracellular water retention is not going to cause bloating it's within the muscle cell bloating is going to be what we call more subcutaneous water retention which is going to be water under the skin but creatine itself is not causing this, okay? So it's not that creatine goes under your skin and that water retention that you get is under the skin that gives you that blue look because it's actually going to be within the muscle cell. But what can happen though in certain situations is it can be a gut irritant at times. So what that means is that when you have something that can cause a little bit of gut distress, you know, it can be anything, any foods you consume, that's where you get that kind of bloated feeling and, you know, you, and you feel really uncomfortable and your stomach kind of pushes out and stuff like that. That's a gut irritant, okay? So that's when we have GI distress. Now, with creatine, often you hear about how much to have and often it's kind of two kind of scenarios. You either have just a consistent dosage around that three to five grams a day, or you also hear of what we call a loading phase. So a loading phase is where you dramatically increase the daily dosage for about five days. So let's say you have five grams a day as your kind of maintenance phase in a creatine loading phase. What you do is you have around 20 to 25 grams a day for about five, six days. So what you're trying to do with a loading phase of creatine is Simply put, you're basically trying to saturate your muscle faster, okay? So you're basically trying to get the positive effects of creatine more quickly because it takes time to actually build up. It's not like having caffeine where you have a scoop of a pre-workout and then you go lift an hour later and you feel stronger. Creatine takes time, weeks to build up in your body. So the idea with the loading phase was that if we can quickly, Consume more and more creatine at the start, it will then save us a few weeks of not feeling the effects. And that's fine for a lot of people. But for some people, again, though, higher dosages can lead to GI distress. So, this is why some people often say, Oh, I took creatine and I felt really blurred right away. And I felt, you know, I felt sick and and all that. Often that happens is associated with that loading phase. So, what's the answer? Well, it just means that you probably just shouldn't do a loading phase. And this is why for most of my clients, I always just say, just take five grams a day and be consistent with it. It's not going to saturate the muscle cell as quickly. It might take a couple of weeks longer, but being consistent with it day in and day out with that five grams a day over time, you're going to get those positive effects without potentially that GI distress. But it's really important to differentiate GI distress from intracellular water retention so it's not like if you don't have the gut irritant basically from creatine then it's not going to cause any bloating that you think is commonly associated with it because remember it's going to mean a well hydrated muscle it's going to be intracellular water retention within that muscle cell so it's going to be that tight muscle so can it cause gut distress yes often not nine times out of ten when you do an aggressive loading phase. So this is why if you want to not do that. If you want to avoid potential gut distress, don't do the loading phase and just do the daily maintenance dose. And it might take a little bit longer, but that's fine. Now, when it comes to creatine, the other, and I said a little bit before about the, the timing with it. So creatine is not something, again, that you have to have, say, pre-workout before you lift. It's something that takes time to build up. It's not a supplement like a pre, um, pre-workout pre or a protein where you get the immediate effects. It's going to be slow. So this means that you don't have to be having creatine, say, pre-workout before the gym. If you don't have any pre-workout shake or whatever, all is not lost. And also means that you want to be just consistent with when you have it. Like You want to be having it every single day. So a lot of the times I get, questions saying hey mark should i take creatine on my non-training days of course it's just like saying think of it like saying hey mark should i eat protein on my non-training days well yes of course so we always try to do these little things that accumulate wins and lead to bigger wins over time so creatine is something you have every single day if you're going to have it training days non-training days now when is the best time to take it my opinion, from what I've seen, it probably doesn't really matter that all that much. But I've seen some really smart guys like Martin McDonald, um, uh, leading nutritionist over in England. He's often said that creatine potent- potentially is a bit more optimal to have post-workout after your weights, and this is because when you do resistance training, you're going to um, increase your insulin sensitivity. So when you increase your in- insulin sensitivity, it's going to make the process of getting creatine into your muscle cell a bit easier. But again, remember, you're also training weights every day. So you could also be doing, say, after you've done a walk or something where you've exercised a little bit when you can have it. But for the most part, guys, all I suggest is just be consistent with it. If you have it after training some days, and then if you have it on non-training days, any time in the day, just be consistent with it. Don't get too caught up with the timing of it because i said it's a slow building effects supplement all right now i guess the two more points actually i, I want to add so I, I never write down notes guys so i probably should but i always just free free flow my podcast people always like hey do you have like a a session plan and you write these out in advance. I'm like, nope, that's not really how I work. I just sit and I talk whatever's in my mind and I run it off. And that's kind of how I work with life, most things. Now, two more points I want to add. Does creatine impact the scale? And the answer is yes, because we're going to increase intracellular water retention, which means we're going to be pulling more water into your muscles. But this does not mean you've added... Fat mass, it just means you're retaining more water. But again, water within the muscle cell, it's different to being bloated. So this is where, again, people freak out and hold them back from wanting to use it because they like, oh, think, man, I can't have the scale go up. That's going to be bad. But in the end, you need to think, well, who cares? Unless you're trying to make a weight class for a, a certain sport, your weight shouldn't be the key driver. It should be how you feel, how you look, how you... um how healthy you are and stuff like that. So just because let's say you're, what, you weigh 60 kilos and you take creatine and you're 62, your body composition is going to look exactly the same. You're still going to be just as lean, but potentially you're going to be having an even better ability to build muscle. So what what, what do you need to know with then it impacting the scale? All i would say is that let's say you start doing a cut, And week one, you start doing a cut. And after four weeks, you lost three kilos. And then you go, you know what? I'm going to start taking creatine. And you take creatine. after a week, the scale goes up one and a half kilos. And then you freak out like, oh my God, my calorie deficit's not working. No, it is. It's just that the creatine has led to more water retention within the muscle cell. So the scale is going to be impacted a touch. But as long as you know this, all is okay. So that's why you're going to often... Take creatine. I normally take it just before with a client before they start a cut, so it's in their in their body, and so that w- then we can kind of work out their scale weight before. Uh, so we can work out their scale weight after they've actually got creatine stored in their body. So then it gives us a better, cl- clearer picture of where they're at. But likewise, let's say you're taking creatine and then you stop taking it, the scale will drop as well a touch. But this doesn't mean you've lost body fat. It just means, again, less intracellular water retention. Just like when you, if you were doing um, eating carbs and you went keto, the scale would drop a lot because you lose a lot of fluid from not having the carbohydrates. Doesn't mean you lost more body fat. And then finally, because I see this a lot, and this is something my brother often talks about, Glenn, and I haven't looked too much about the research yet with it, but it seems kind of promising is that. Creatine also seems to have some pretty positive cognitive effects, so effects on the brain. Um, Some of the research seems to show that it has a potential to slow down things like dementia and Alzheimer's. But obviously that's not the purpose of me, my expertise to talk about those kind of conditions. But it does seem to be the case that there are benefits not just with, say, training and muscle building and strength, but also, as I said, cognitive effects, so positive effects on the brain. But the research, I think, is still pretty early on that, but it does seem to be pretty, seems to be super popular with a lot of the leading kind of specialists in that area. And, again, one of the things with creatine is it seems to have a world of positives. It's heavily researched, and also it's super, super cheap, which makes it a, a, a quality supplement to add the majority of everyday lifters, if they have the budget for it. But the final thing is, though, and I often, I've said this before, and I got so much hate. I remember a post where I said, if your training is terrible and you're not tracking your calories and you're not lifting with a structure and you're missing weeks of training, you don't need creatine. You need quality training. You need a dedication to routine. You need to be improving your nutrition. Creatine is something on a hierarchy of importance would be last, even though there's a positive effects. Those positive effects will not be shown if you're not adhering to your training and nutrition. You're not hitting your calories. You're not training hard. You're not progressive overloading. You're not um, sleeping well. You're not managing your stress. You're not hitting specific macros to optimize your training. All these things are more important but doesn't mean that creatine cannot have a place, but don't go spending money on, on a supplement unless you're doing all the basics. Well, like I had a person once say, Hey Mark, I really need to lose weight. Should I do your program or should I buy creatine? I'm like, you can buy creatine and have this powder and have no idea how to train or eat, or you could spend almost the same amount of money on my program, which will change your life in the next eight, 12 weeks. And, have you learned more than you've ever learned in your life on fitness and health and nutrition and they'll, they, they still weren't sure. And that's just, yeah, it, it was mind blowing, but this is why, again, one of my issues where people just don't understand when they see supplements as this like magic pill, it's not that, okay. It's this, it's this bonus and it can help, but you need to do everything else well to really get the positive effects of that guys. So with that guys, I think that really covers everything a lot. So creatine, let's summarise. Creatine, it helps with energy production. It does increase total body water, yes. But again, it's going to be intracellular within the muscle cell. It's not subcutaneous, which is um, under the skin. But sometimes you do have water under the skin when you have a gut irritant, which is going to be when more commonly associated with loading phases. Then how much should you have a day? That five gram mark seems from the science evidence-based to be a good standard. And with that five grams, try to do it daily. And for a period of time, it's not two weeks, not three weeks, but again, months. Then finally, as I said, it can impact the scale, but just be aware of it. It's just really important to understand. Just like when I've had a client who's being on keto and I tell them we're going to do more carbs, the scale will go up, but I'm just preparing them for that. It doesn't mean And it's a negative and often it actually means more positives because they're probably going to start to perform better. So I hope that was a cool little crash course on creatine guys. If you learned something, please again, um, shout it out to your audience because I think a lot of this information, I think is so helpful for everyone to understand and get rid of a lot of the myths out there. And yeah, just lift the level of education and knowledge out there for everyone. And as always, guys, if you leave that five-star rating and also press follow guys um, for the podcast to get them each time. So guys, thanks as always. And if, remember, if you want to use my methods, please go to coachmarkcarol.com for all my programs or follow me on Instagram if you're not, but I'm sure you all are. And don't forget my education company, carolperformance.com. All right, guys. Thank you so much. See ya.